Welcome to Blossoming Business with Emma Middleton, supporting women through the planning, setting up and running of their new business. So whether your business is just the seed of an idea or already established, join Emma as she shares her own experiences, gives you technical advice and tips, including the things to avoid, and chats to other women about their journeys of setting up successful businesses. Let's blossom together. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Emma Middleton, founder of Emma Middleton Business Solutions, and welcome to episode number 10. I'd like to start the podcast today with a short story, and it takes me back to being 20 years old and in my second year of university with a long list of assignments due, and there were a couple on subject areas that I didn't really understand. I didn't really know where to start, and I picked them up and put them down again several times until the last couple of days before they were due in and I needed to get them done. At this point, the panic was slightly starting to set in and I knew I needed to get on with them. So I sat down one afternoon and nailed one after the other. And amazingly, I achieved my highest marks for the semester in those pieces of work. Now, while that might seem irrelevant to my life today, I remember that was a turning point at which I thought, Oh, it works so well under the pressure of a deadline. And for the following 15 years or so, I was quite happy with that. I would happily distract myself from deadlines, knowing that when the pressure was on, I'd be able to crack on with the motivation of that deadline and get it done. Unfortunately, Three Children Later has taught me that I no longer have the flexibility to work tight up to deadlines, although it does sometimes happen. Because you can guarantee that when a deadline is looming and I need to get something done, that will be the time when the school calls because one of the girls is poorly or a sports fixture changes or their plans for a lift change and my allotted tight space to meet the deadline disappears. I now have to plan my work more carefully, but I do find it so hard to motivate myself to get things done without the pressure of the deadline. I am the world's best distraction to myself. I talked about this in episode number five of my podcast about finding the time, but partway through the task, I will suddenly remember about the supermarket order or a friend's birthday present I need to order. And off I go, only returning an hour or so later to the original task. It is only through a lot of reading and learning about myself over the last few years that I've discovered that this has a name and I'm actually a massive procrastinator. I'm not sure that giving it as name has made it any better, but it has at least helped me to understand what I'm doing and to try and put some techniques in place to counteract it. Research has shown that up to 95% of people procrastinate in some way, so at least I'm in good company. Although we all do it to a different extent and While some people it might be over the small day-to-day tasks, for others it might just be over the bigger, more life-changing things such as moving house, changing jobs or major decisions in your business. In day-to-day life, procrastination can be seen as lazy, but I would argue that there is a difference. Lazy is an unwillingness to work or use energy, while procrastination is avoiding or delaying an action through distraction so that you know that really you should be finishing that report that's due on Friday, 
but you will just go through your emails first and then have a cup of coffee, then check your emails again, all while knowing that really your time would be better spent on getting the report done. While in many cases, procrastination is not a long-term serious problem, it does eventually lead to a lack of productivity. And more importantly, it can lead to a feeling of guilt. And I certainly know what that feels like when I realise I've wasted half a morning doing tasks that were not essential rather than doing the one thing I should have been. This guilt then has the risk of building up gradually until we become unmotivated, which then risks spiralling into further negativity. There are lots of reasons why we might procrastinate and identifying why we do it is the first step to avoiding it. And the four main reasons are, number one, the job is boring, it's unpleasant, we don't know how to do it. Two, we're disorganised and feel overwhelmed by all the tasks we need to do, so it's easier not to do any of them. Number three, we're worried about failing at the task, so it's easier not to start it at all. And number four, sometimes there is a fear of success. If we succeed once, then will it mean that we'll have to do it again? It is highly likely that at least one, if not more of these, are relevant to us and there will be different reasons on different days depending on the tasks. As procrastination appears in our lives every day, it's not limited to our work life and some people will see it less at work but more at home, especially where there are more frequent household tasks that are repetitive and boring. Essentially, procrastination is a habit and it can be broken, but given that it has probably been established for a very long time, it's something that is going to take a long time and some hard work to break. I've been working on it properly for the last couple of years, and I'm definitely better than I was, particularly at work. But sometimes things do slip without me even noticing, and I then have to reset and start again. For me, my best time to work is straight from the school run. And now the evenings are a bit lighter, I've moved my daily walk to straight after the school run in the evening so I can come home from dropping off the girls and I try to head straight to the office where I can get on with my first task of the day. Some people call this their MIA or their most important action and I usually try to spend about an hour or so on it. Sometimes an hour will get it done and dusted but often it needs longer than that. However, once I've done that first hour, I've usually worked through the pain, discovered it's not as hard as I imagined. And then even if I need to move on to something else, it is so much easier to come back. And often I'll find myself wanting to find the time to go back as I want to get it finished. In an ideal world, I would set out my most important action or my three non-negotiable tasks to get done for the day the night before and probably a couple of times a week I will do this but more often it is something I think about either when I'm in the shower or I'm heading home from the school run. If I've managed to think about it the night before then I'll usually leave the document open on my computer or the relevant files on my desk so they're ready for me to make a start with them. What I try to avoid is getting to my desk and not knowing what I'm going to do as that always means that I'm going to open my emails and if I do that, 
then my peak working time for the day is lost in the bottomless pit of my inbox. As an aside, and I will come back to email management in a couple of weeks, but I do have all my emails on my phone and I do tend to check them first thing in the morning. I know that lots of coaches will tell me this is bad, but for me personally, I like to have my work and my personal emails on my phone because then I can keep in touch even when I'm out of the office. And by checking them first thing on my phone, it means that I have the peace of mind that there are not any last minute school or child things or any serious work issues that I need to deal with that morning. And as replying on my phone is not very easy, I am less likely to get involved in being dragged into them. I'm also learning to love a self-imposed deadline and a reward. To start with, I would give myself a deadline, but I was the very generous boss of that deadline and I would find that I could just move it without any implications. So I then started to introduce rewards for myself. Initially, they were mainly related to chocolate, cakes and sweet treats, but I now have become a bit more creative. And for example, if I finish a piece of work by lunchtime, then I might take a longer break and call a friend, go for a walk, read a chapter of my book or a magazine, something that I can do for me completely guilt free because I've earned it. Accountability partners also work well for me. I'm in a group with three other fantastic women and we meet for an hour each week. Not only are we a great support for each other, we also hold each other accountable and just putting it out there to them every week, my intentions for the following seven days, it makes me focus on getting them done before we meet again. And finally, the most important thing I've found to overcome procrastination is firstly to recognise it, then to identify why I'm doing it and then to address it. And I love the following technique. Make it easier to get started, make it easier to keep going and make it harder to avoid the task in hand. So like I said, to make it easier to get started, I try and plan my day in advance and the night before if possible. Making it easier to keep going, I try and switch off my email and I'll put my phone on silent. And to make it harder to avoid the task in hand, I'll make sure that I've got everything I need before I get started, including my cup of tea and a glass of water. But also those rewards keep me focused. It is a very personal journey and we all have to find the right techniques that work for us and fit in around our own work and life circumstances. But I hope that these thoughts give you a few insights into what I've done and help you get started. I certainly don't always get it right. And if you pop over to find me at emmamiddleton.co on Instagram, I will share some of the good, the bad and the ugly in my stories there. I meet lots of women who dream of setting up their own businesses, but are finding it difficult to navigate those first steps and often don't know where to start, what the priorities are or where to find the information they need. Sometimes it's a business in a completely new area that they're passionate about, or it might be a hobby they want to take professional. And sometimes they just think that their dream business is really only a dream and there is no chance of it becoming a reality. I'm lucky enough to have worked with women in this situation. And while it's not always easy and they have put in some hard work and hours, it has been a privilege to watch their businesses grow and flourish. 
We all have at least one business in us and my free guide will help you work out what yours is. It is a tried and tested process and the exact one that I go through with my clients. To download it, go to emmamiddleton.co or click on the link in the show notes. And finally, if you like this podcast, then please hit subscribe and share it with just one friend who you think might find it interesting or useful.